Welcome to the Content and Media Matters podcast, a series of interviews with key leaders throughout the industry, all brought to you by the Content and Media team at Nuco, a specialist global recruitment and executive search firm. Welcome to the Content and Media Matters podcast. Your hosts today are me, Henry Johnson, consultant, and William Trenchard, director and co-founder. And we're delighted today to be joined by Alan McLennan, the founder and global head of M&E, Industry Strategy and Partnership at Padem Media Group. Having begun his career working as an associate with McKinsey and Company, Alan has since held many different leadership, consulting and advisory roles, such as working for Microsoft as one of their executive consultants on global IPTV markets, along with spearheading global business expansion for Deluxe and Edgeware. Alan has impressively been a co-author of a number one best-selling Kindle book, along with working as an IBC Innovations Advisor. Welcome to the show, Alan. Thank you, Henry. It's nice to be here with everybody. Will, good morning from San Francisco. And good afternoon from Brighton, United Kingdom. Great to see you, Alan. Thank you. Thank you. And to get us started, Alan, we always like to ask every individual the same question. How and why did you first get into the content and media industry? Oh, oh, okay. I mean, I'm not going to dilute all of this, to, you know, with what I was doing, but I imagine everyone um, that's listening in on this can remember themselves back in high school. And I wasn't quite the AV guy, but yeah. I was the person that ran the radio station, you know. And so I would interview, you know, you know, you know, come to, to come to the back closet where the reels were and everything was going on. And I would interview, of course, the cheerleaders and the football players and the the cello players and all the people. And so during the course of that, I, I kind of got the bug, and that and that took me into university, and that took me through producing and leading the the television broadcast center there and the local TV contributing to the local TV stations, and that just led into on and on, you know, working with different studios right after graduation and. Uh, different types of video technologies, and that was quite back in the day. But that's how I got going, Henry, is is it was always inherently part of my makeup. Um, and I guess, as you say, being a presenter and then running running the goods. I could go so far and so deep <laughs> that it would be very funny for us and probably boring for your listeners. Not at all. I'm sure it wouldn't. Um, you know, Henry touched on it on the on in the introduction, and it's brilliant to, to hear that insight. And I, I love that coming at it from that creative angle. Um, to, to reflect, who or what has been the biggest influence on your career? Who and what? Yeah, um, who or what? Well, there, there there's two actually. Um, uh, back in the eighties. Um, I had the I had the opportunity to launch the Apple IIc, which was a an initial first kind of uh, device. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were back in the day using that as a basis for market expansion and new um, customer base that would take a computer that we all have on our desk now, and, and you know bring that to market. The ones that had influence back in that day, and I hadn't really thought about it until just now because. A couple of weeks ago, I was in a summit where I was just on before uh, Steve Wozniak, and mm-hmm. Steve brought up his engineering background and who he was and how he was, and 
reminding us in the audience of the launch of the Apple One and then the Apple Two C, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and at that time, we were all part of a like a, a loosely formulated group of people that would meet for beers and talk about technology down on uh, El Camino, just off of uh, uh, Stanford. And we would discuss, uh, it was called homebrew. And in the course of that, we were looking at, you know, different types of computer kits and different types of ways of making this kind of work together. Say it was a bunch of propeller heads. It was, but it was also a bunch of very insightful scientists and explorers that weren't a part of any kind of community within the marketplace. They were just seeing something that was very cool. And so I'd have to say WISE was one of the first. And then we reconnected a couple of weeks ago because of this summit, and it was good. And that was on the positive side. And then taking that into it, because I worked hand-in-hand with with Jobs, um, Jobs was the other side of it. And Jobs was an example of how how his salesmanship and his innovation and his his brilliance that the community and, and uh, globally appreciate and admire and uh, uh, really, re- uh, really respect. He wasn't so much as a human being as a person. He was a very difficult person to work with. And so in, in the course of that, you could watch it. And that's where I, where I started kind of getting the sense and the importance of behavioral economics and how teams come together and how people work together and how you know, how, how people thrive naturally to give their best. But once they tip over into fear, it sounds so mundane here a little bit, by their manager in, in basically bullying them, you can watch their, their advancement and their capabilities level off and start dropping. Mm-hmm. And those two people back in that time for me um, kind of, were very important. And I use those as, as kind of an example because everybody I think knows those two names and you know I've had direct relations you know within that that activity. And consequently, you know, let's face it, Waz never ever wanted to leave HP. He wanted to stay there for his career. You know, and Marcola and, and Jobs said, no, we need to have you to be a part of this. And you know what? It didn't really want to have it. So, you know, they had to give them something that was really important. And that that kind of goes back to that drive and that interest of of doing what you love to do. So so that has always been part of the uh, management style and um, focus and drive that I've always had. It's like, I get it. It's got to be good. You got to do it. But your wife's sick. There's a problem with your son. Go take care of it. You know, that what what's the most important? We're all drivers. We've all done innovation. We've done all done execution of new ideas in the marketplace. But part of that is what we really do it all for is our own self-worth as well as our family's life. Absolutely. Uh, wow. I mean, that's that's so insightful, particularly uh, stating two well-known um, uh, industry leaders there. Uh, thank you for that. And, and I can I can really tell the uh, the influence there. You, 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 you touched on innovation and a number of the great achievements that, that you've had. And I'm going to ask you a difficult question. Is there one which stands out as an achievement that you're most proud of to date? Um. 
there are a few. There's there's a, there's a few. Um, I, I'd have to say probably being one of the, uh, the, the executives on the creation of the first interactive uh, games uh, back in the day with Lion King and Little Mermaid and 101 Dalmatians. And those were really, they changed the way we interacted with computers and we, we developed it. And, and, and in there, there, there's patents, there was technology and how people react to certain things that were woven into them. Which leads to today, you know, in personalization and confidentiality, but but that those were really really important, um, you know. And if I, if I move that up a little bit, when it comes to um, the next phase, was launching the first uh, VOD streaming service worldwide, and you know, going and around the world, whether it's in Japan or in Europe and even the U.S. and having you know three million users. 995 a month, you know, in the course of that, watching how people embrace that and wanted to have that on their screen, having debates with engineers saying, you know, television isn't digital. Oh, yes. No, no. Oh, yes. Oh, no, no. You know, and it's like, it's all you're talking about is on a CRT. It's like, no, you're talking about behavior and access when you want to access content, what you want to see or watch or listen to music or whatever it might be, this will all migrate to the television, you know? And so that was very, very important to me. It was just, this is cool from a media psychology standpoint and from a technical platform standpoint and developing that and building the audiences and building the business model around it. There were days that I was on stage with Netflix ex executives back at that time. And I was the one with the 995 a month, um, subscription and they're the ones that were ma doing mail orders and they were fantastic and they were asking questions how can we move towards a subscription model and it was like hey you know you've got that but let's talk about it and probably the one that had the greatest influence and i'll never forget forget this and there's many and i'll bring you up to speed even as much as last week um because it never stops when right. you're working with brilliant scientists and open-minded people that are innovators and looking at how to solve problems. It really never stops. And that's what I am involved in this industry for is identifying market, identifying opportunities, and then uh, applying, adapting, licensing, creating technology to be able to deliver it. Um, but it was back in the day when um, I launched something called Worlds. And Worlds was a 3D multi-user virtual environment that we allowed for avatars to come into these worlds, walk around, interact together, um, talk, play games. And at that time, a fellow by the name of Steven Spielberg invested in the company. And I became every two weeks with Steven um, down at DreamWorks, um, Amblin, which was known as Amblin Entertainment at that time. Um, and so we would talk. Why he wanted to do this brings me back to the conversation that we started out with, the importance of family. Mm -hmm. Here is a luminary that's unbelievable in the industry in and of itself. And he's investing in trying to create a way for his son, Max, to be able to engage with other kids because he was in the oncology unit at a hospital. He had cancer. And so in the course of that is technically, how do you solve that? He, did, he had his animators create 40 different characters. In the course of that was we connected these hospitals, Lucille Packer in Stanford, you know, um, Dallas Children's Hospital, Mount Sinai in New York, 
we connected these hospitals for kids to be able to interact together at any hour because of their, their drug regime couldn't allow it to happen. That was truly, I believe, the first social computing network because we connected people up at that time. And that, and that, that had a big impact. That also had input, uh, impact on business. And once kids realized that they could play and dads like Stephen could facilitate this, and then the power of Stephen in Hollywood, and that's where I really inherently got in touch and connected heavily within Hollywood. It's to this day fully so appreciated. I would come back to him and say, okay, we need to have this and this and this. And it's like, there's no way we're going to do that. And he'd turn and look at me and basically say, Alan, just tell him Stephen told you to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, right at that moment, it's like, really? Wow, just, love just, it. just try it. So sure enough, boom, boom, boom. You know, every kind of conversation took place. The power of importance, the power of influence, the power of capability and yeah. respect played out very clearly for me. And then there's more. And then the more, the more comes down to data, understanding, all kinds of influence that takes place in really the whole ecosystem of what we're talking about here today. And that is data and distribution. That's the foundation of media and content. And then there's the ancillary aspects of creation and the private privatization that has to take take place. Pardon me. Yeah, no, brilliant. I mean, fantastic uh, examples and achievements there from, a, like you say, really spanning all parts of, of entertainment. And, and the one example, of course, with the hospitals, ex extremely meaningful. But of course, that, like you say, it always leads to other other great things as well. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Well, let, let's just take that for a quick second. Um, so as of today, when we're talking about metaverses, yeah, that was metaverse. Yeah, you know, and, and so in in the course of that, when I, I and I know some brilliant people that have stayed with this uh, from a markup language called VRML, virtual reality markup language, is a platform, and it's a technical platform. And these are the these are the fellows and gals. They were incredibly open when it came to kind of intelligence back at that time um, that built this, and to this day. They're doing some amazing things. And we ran into each other at CES here a couple, uh, last month. It still is last month <laughs> um, <laughs> in, in, in January. And um, we harkened back on those times about creating these virtual worlds. And, you know, and with worlds and with the hospital, that's one of them. But that was also the IBM Digital Library, the Visa Interactive Bank, um, you know, there, there are many different types of executions um, that we really looked at and how we, how we brought forth to the market. I mean, even so much to a couple of your, your kin folks there in the UK, you know, Sting, um, as well as Peter Gabriel. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they had their environments that they could go to and then there were fans and others that would come to those environments and be able to talk to them. Now you got to remember, this is, you know, in 1995. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So, so, so these kinds of evol technical evolutions were taking place in the importance and then that impact on today's needs. And that's, I believe, why Meta actually is really smart, tough business model um, because of the, the, 
you know, inherent um, inability of most of the market to understand, but then mo much of the market understanding that once you have a direct connection to the consumer or audience, you have something pretty important. And if you can see and move and interact with uh, those that are within a, a meta world, I think we're onto it. Is it a replacement? It's a few years off to be a replacement, but is it an important aspect? It's a huge importance because the demands that Meta put, puts on technology and distribution will only help us in the industry. Right. Everything that they do, everything that we do will be looking at the efficiencies of the overall network. Yeah, yeah, great. And, and, and that's maybe touches on perhaps what Henry, you're going to talk about that next and the, the, the industry in the future. Yes, no, truly fascinating to hear, Alan, and that is a conversation that we will certainly carry on afterwards. I'm keen to, to pick your brains a bit further. Jumping into the present and the future as well, I think one of the perks of our role is that we get a front row seat into the industry. Um, one of my favorite things is talking to leaders such as yourself and understanding what is your what do you think is the current state of the content and media industry, but also what do you think the future holds as well? Whew. Let me let me look there's at my question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, look, there's some snow in there too. Oh, it's a snow <laughs> It has a little bit of uh, fuzziness there, Henry. Um, but the fact where we're at today, um, we're, we're, we've, in my opinion, we've unfortunately tipped into a marketplace that is now in um, television management. And it's, it's, and that is an inherently comfortable place for most of the networks and studios uh, to be because it's what it was before. And, and, and in that, there's the light, there are the individuals that they're pulling in have that kind of background that are in that. And so it's management of the offerings. It used to be the innovation of the technology and the, and the connection to the audience. Now, if we look at it, it's, it's kind of stepped back. Um, uh, fast while fabulous and it's really an important com component to building audiences mm -hmm. you know free advance you know um, uh, streaming television pardon me I'm <clears throat> two seconds is the important aspect of building audience um, but it's television <laughs> it's it's what it always has been and it just happens to be that you get a choice of what you want to watch with attached advertising that's attaching your be your personality, your behavior, your information to that advertising, which is better, much better than what it used to be is, you know, the old statement of 50% of my advertising, you know, you know, goes, it works and 50% doesn't. I don't know which is which, you know, it's a classic old statement. Now we, we have more of the inherent identifiable points that allow for fast to work really well. And that allows that to grow into lower social economic environments. And that's really good. But what it's driving is, is a reversion back to what television was versus what it could become. Mm -hmm. And where it's becoming, and it, it, there is a certain component of this that has a separation of classes. We haven't gotten there yet, but we're starting to realize it in the industry. The subscription levels have pretty much level off except that's why it's so great to have new markets because there's new subscriber bases 
but let's just face it, depend, that's been addressed to companies, country, excuse me, countries around the world that have had that kind of size of market that had disposable incomes to have those kinds of subscription finances to be able to engage. Where we're at today is now expanding the overall market where we're able to offer up the, the second year, third year kind of programming on a fast, on a free to you fast basis. Uh, the, where we'll be going and what's driving the category immensely around the world is the brilliance of being able to tap into the creative minds of the creators mm -hmm. that are in this economy. You know, and those creators, uh, when it comes to production, are producing and, and providing some of the best um, programming and content that we've ever seen. I mean, I don't know about you, but, you know, it used to be when you go to gatherings, parties, whatever, you know, people would talk about politics, God forbid, here in the United States. <laughs> you know, you know, now it's what series are you watching? Yeah. You know, on who? And yeah. where the quality, where it's at. So yeah. that quality of content is going to be first run. It's theatrical releases. And that's going to be towards people and the audience that can afford having subscription-based programming. Mm. The fast is just, you know, I mean, you look at Tubi, that's, what is it, 50,000 titles available with Tubi? And, you know, yeah. um, you know, they're being shopped right at the moment, um, you know, out in the marketplace to be able to be picked up. Uh, so, so where we're at today is just in summation. We've taken we've taken a, a number of steps forward, but we've we've also taken some steps back. And by being those taking those steps back, in my opinion, it puts it into a place where the industry is more comfortable with. And that's their business is advertising and serving up an audience and reach and all that. All good. It's an evolutionary step. But where the opportunity comes is the new distribution platforms that we need to get to to allow for a broader reach of distribution out in the marketplace. We've seen some things from the cable industries with Comcast, for example, here in the States with 10G. You know, there's a confusion. 10G. Um, you know, what about 5G? Well, yeah. don't forget, 5G is fifth generation. It's not the technology. It's the fifth generation of distribution. So it's the efficiencies of that. And that that's just like mind-boggling. That's 100 times more powerful and faster than 4G. Yeah. You go into, you know, 10G. Oh, Okay. You, you know, you've got one gig fiber to your home. You know, you've got a new kinds of technology that will allow for 10G. Absolutely fantastic. Wherever that's going to be going. Two sides. 5G is why it's not as broad is because it needs to be built out. The infrastructure has to be built out in the UK and wherever market it has to have all new types of um, distribution platforms with edge computers which is called 5g mech Poof, that kind of shoots out there and 10g is the cable plants and you know the, the the providers and that too has to be built out so this is where we're going and what is that that's distribution 
the efficiencies of all of that combined with new codecs, new kind of compression software to make it even more faster and easier and in some ways smarter. And video, new types of video that allows for that platform to be able to carry over on these new these new distribution areas. Henry, if you want me to go into audience engagement or new types of media or technologies, I can do that. But I, I think I we'd lose our audience if I just stepped into that too far. <laughs> no, it's it's really really great and 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 hugely insightful. Uh, Alan, and, and certainly you can probably hear that our, our cogs whirling from from here. So thank you, thank you for that. What well, you, you've you know the other sort of I suppose big part of your 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 career has been you know people, all things people. You've led you know large cross-functional global teams, you know several hundred and probably more people. Um, and I've always found the, the sort of the, the subject of leadership fascinating. And, and I think we're all trying to work out, you know, how does one become a great leader and what do you need to be, what do you need to do to be a, a successful leader? So I suppose a, a, a nice big broad question when you're mentoring people and when you're advising people that's perhaps starting out on their, on their leadership journey, what sort of advice do you give them in terms of, you know, being a successful leader, you know, like you've been and are? Hmm. Well, recognize your market, recognize your teams, recognize where we're at today societally. Mm. You know, over the years, there's been different types of managers, yeah. the managers that were bullies, that yeah. were that were embraced by the boards, yeah. that you know that that come to it with a certain way of looking at things and take no prisoners approach, which over over periods of times, highly admired because of the success of the. The revenue, which is what business is business, we're in business for. Um, as and as we move forward, um, and, and and then then tip it over to over the course of the last couple of years, where pretty much most of the hiring took place in um, just keeping employees, because so benefits and and opportunities, and really not what what what's required to have a. a successful organization in today's marketplace and then COVID hit you know and now the remote capabilities and, and recognition that you know a lot of the work can be done remotely but we're missing a lot of the innovation that we had when we all get together and have these kinds of meetings that we have whiteboards like the one behind you there that's like I'm just hungry to get up with a, with a <laughs> to mark on it's like whoa it's a blank whiteboard behind you but but, the, but where it all comes down to is you know understanding what it takes to be able to advance your organization with the personalities and the morale of your employees and that doesn't necessarily mean you know, giving everything that you possibly have i mean we've got great examples happening right now we've got elon musk that's just been damaging to his organization and Twitter. Mm. And then he's also created a, a, a culture of challenge I'll use within Tesla. You know, yeah. there, you know, there, there's his style is, and to be recognized and respected, you know, he has built organizations that are truly amazing. But most that work with him fear him. He's a jobs-like character. 
Mm. Um, and, and you know, and then and then you kind of you kind of move past that, and you start looking at some of the leaderships of Sanjay, like with Microsoft, who's just smart, you know, and he's allowing for his teams to be able to um, bring their own prosperity and advancement, you know, and with that advancement opens up doors because it opens up opportunities. Mm-hmm. So, in, in so there's a couple different styles, and it's really mostly driven by the the concern of financial return or the excitement of market growth. Mm-hmm. And Panda Media Group, that's what I look at. You know, um, I've been the head of media and entertainment for you know the world's one of the world's largest power digital powerhouses out of France. You know, working with the studios, working with the development. You know, I've had Padam kind of in the background for about 15 years, um, you know, kind of picking things up because it's a recognized analyst group as well as, you know, the projects that we come in and sit down because you know why? Because I'm fortunate to have this background you talked about, mm-hmm. but I'm also fortunate to have been able to work with individuals that now are starting to step back or retire, but their brilliance is off the charts. You know, and so to be able to bring in individuals that most companies and corporations can't even touch because they want to work on ways of improving and enhancing new types of executable products in the marketplace mm-hmm. is what I've been fortunate to have and available to me to work. Yeah. The, why I say that is kind of coming back to leadership, mm-hmm. and that is having a certain way to be able to understand what you're talking about. Remember the comment I made about television? I mean, yes. IP streaming is just yeah. more television. Yeah. Well, the growth of these individuals are coming in and they're bringing in the, the lack of understanding of really where and how we can possibly grow. And that's, you, know, you can't really replace that with with new degrees and new activities it's the age-old structure right it's like what what have you been doing lately who did you start out with you know and the challenge of the young that are coming out of school trying to get their first job that first job's really important because it sets you up for the rest of your career you know and you know in the course of all of that it's it's really important to be that kind of leader of saying um Let's talk. Yeah. But you know what? If if you if you can't do what we're asking you to do, we can. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I we can help and we can we can be in that position of just doing it. But let, let's talk about how you're going to make this better. Let's bring in this person that we know around the world that's going to be wanting to work with you. And, you know, and then that's the genesis of the entire success ratio, working with people that want to work with you, mm, yeah. not so much the company. And that's that's especially true in media and entertainment. Yeah, no, fantastic insight and, and, and no surprise to hear you speak um, as to why you've had the success that you've had and having in terms of both the you know the the leading of teams but also you know in your mentoring and supporting and consulting as well with with others you know that are less experienced so really really great to hear thank you 
I'm going to change tack a little bit now because we've heard some great insights from you in terms of you and your and your fantastic career and your and your thoughts and opinions on the industry. But let's maybe just to delve a little bit more in terms of Alan, the person, if I may, um, just then for a nice, easy one to start with, if you were to describe your ideal weekend. What would that be? What's your perfect weekend from Monday? Uh, sorry, from Friday evening to, to Monday morning. <laughs> well, you know, fortunately, where I live, you know, facilitates a lot of what we do on the weekends. Um, and also, but but it also means the perfect weekend um, is is sports oriented. It's 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 recreational engagement of some sort, uh, whether it's Friday getting to where you need to be to be doing what you want to do on Saturday and then Sunday coming back, which is all part of greatness as far as I'm concerned. Um, but the perfect weekend, it's, as I said, it depends on the time of year. Uh, right now it's skiing, you know, and so, you know, skiing, my, you know, my balance has kind of changed. It kind of sucks to tell you the truth. <laughs> but the fact of it is I'm, I'm on very wide boards in double rockers that allow for, you know, less pressure on the knees and the hips. And I'm able to get into really solid deep powder, you know, and so, and, and, you know, what used to be like a five hour day on the mountains is now more like a two hour day because I'm very much embracing epic ski. The whole thing is My favorite bit. Go, you got to love it. This also does the other side, surfing, you know, and, yeah. you know, it's, it's as much getting ready to get out on the water um, and as, and, and having a great session and being able to come back in, you know, and just kind of appreciate, you know, tear down as far as, you know, what's, what, it's cold here. So it's uh, cold, you know, it's wetsuits, um, but, but there's that. And, yeah. and then kind of top it off, I really embrace um, um, our family's interest in doing different types of sounds boring as hell, but different types of museums. And we're fortunate here in, in the Bay Area in San Francisco and down in Los Angeles to have museums like of the Getty or, you know, um, you know, all the different types of things that bring in cultural sharing. And yeah, it looks pretty cool. <laughs> but, you know that guy did that you know in like 1562 wow. it's like okay wow okay and that's where we create conversation yeah. and um and that that also creates our community of friends yes. so while i while i could say that there's a real key aspect of that you know it all boils down to yeah, kind of trying to keep yeah. that kind of engagement and then the, the last of all of this, it's all tied together with we really love our dogs. And, and so the dogs are a key component of where and how and what we do, you know. And so, you know, and this has been for decades. And yeah. So um, that's that's the Allen, you know, is like when you walk into a room or something and there's dogs, it's probably like you will probably like you, Henry, you know. The dogs turn and come over to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, hey there, how you doing? Yeah, and, and and that's and that's part of kind of a, a story of life for me is how how to bring that kind of connection to everyone because those again coming back a little bit from the guy, 
those are very important um, aspects of every person's, your reports, your team, it's life. And, yeah. and many of them have those kinds of very important loves in their life. And mm. that's to be respected. Like, I'll never forget something. I remember back in the day, I was heading up a, an account. You know, let's not forget, prior to this, I was heavily into automotive and automotive activity and distribution. I launched Lexus Cars as a strategist here in the U.S. And I'll never forget this. My, my what was known as a secretary back then <laughs> is now an assistant. Um, which is great. It's, it's the same. Um, you know, my dog died. <laughs> you know, and she had the insight to help me beyond business, because what she said is, you know, you know, Alan's heart is black at the moment. He's not fully here. Mm. You know, we're going to have to move this meeting over. We're going to have to move this. You know, and it wasn't until others that had pets were in those meetings that they understood, you know. And yeah. so, you know, it's important to understand who you are and what you are, but it's more critical to have those around you understand that even more. Yeah, no, uh, for, for, for sure. And uh, I mean, it sounds as if and like you say, I asked we asked the question about the weekend because it just gives a lovely insight into your life, which you which you've undoubtedly done there and clearly a strong focus on family clearly a strong focus on you know on, on the, the dogs but equally a real sense of enjoying life and enjoying the activities enjoying the great outdoors but as also all of the fabulous culture that your great cities have as well sounds like a a perfect weekend well you know it, it's while you're saying that it really allowed me to think all of that is surrounded by the people that join because they have the same likes and they yeah. don't want to do the same things. Yeah. You know, um, you know, one of the things I've been fortunate to competitively sail for, for years, you know, in different major global racing events within boats, you know, and you certainly have the, you certainly have the clubbies. They're great. You know, they've got a certain attitude, but you have the sailors yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the sailors are nothing but fun. You know, and so when you you get these kinds of individuals, whether it's sailing, skiing, surfing, museums, mm -hmm. you know, the people that you're around, and that's all it's about. Well, it's yeah. it's it just happens to be those are the bridges to those connections that you enjoy doing with others. Absolutely, no, very very well said. I'm now going to hand over to Henry for our final question. Oh, so. Alan, we always finish oh. the podcast with the same question. <laughs> Again, a bit of a question from me. Um, what is one piece of advice you would give to someone entering the industry today? Say that again. What is one piece of advice that you would give to someone entering the industry today? <laughs> it came through, what is your war and peace? It was like... <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, where are we going with this? Yeah. Um, Too soon. Um, choose the company and choose your leader with key insight. Um, how you're going to learn to be who you can be is via that kind of engagement and discipline that you'll have as you're just coming in for the next three to five years. It doesn't just happen overnight. Take a breath. Be 
with those that you have found to be really insightful and really important uh, in their area of expertise and discipline. I can't tell you how important that is. Um, how you'll be perceived moving forward is going to be based on that role that you have in your first job with the first company that you're, you're engaged with. Secondly, you're going to learn how to manage and enjoy what you do from those that you report to. So understand those two. Everything else will take, you know, will take its place. Um, and, and if you find that kind of interesting um, group, place, you're going to love it because that, that that is what's really, really important, at least from my experience in growing. Because, you know, as all, I've had doozies. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I've had, we don't want to, we'll, we'll go over a beer sometime and have that conversation because in the course of life, you'll run into those that want to have you contribute and participate. And then you're going to have those that are threatened by you mm -hmm. and those that are threatened by you because of where and how they got to where they're at are while impressive with title. They're not when it comes to helping you become who you can be mm -hmm. as well as fearful of not being able to obtain that. Yeah. Work hard, look at three to five years out, look at the big picture. You know, in the in the in the rearview mirror, it's not that long. Yeah, and just take a breath. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Brilliant, great advice, and thank you so much for your time, Alan. It's been great to hear all your thoughts and uh, and and insights, and uh, it's been a, a a real pleasure. And thank you so much for being on the show. Well, it's a of course it's a pleasure, but more thank you for including me okay well i mean henry the two of you thank you for including me it's very nice to be asked to dance so i appreciate that absolute pleasure thank, thank you, you. a pleasure thank you for listening to the show if you enjoyed it please do subscribe and give us a rating it really helps these stories to be found and enjoyed by more people for more information about NUCO, we can be found at www.nuco-group.com. That's N-E-U-C-O-group.com. -E